right, good morning, good morning. So evident, you're so cute. Evidently, you guys are on week three of a five-week series. Um, what have you been talking about like the last two weeks? Relationships, I know that's part of it. That's right, being a godly woman and being a godly man. So the next two times I teach are gonna be about when a godly man and a godly woman get together. Yeah, uh, trust me. You know what's worse though is when your son is in the audience too. You're just like, I am so sorry, like you need to leave. Um, no, but this week it's on dating. You have, a, you have a whole nother month until the next topic. Yeah, good times, church and sex. Like, does it get better than that? I mean, can it be more awkward? then, I mean, seriously. But believe it or not, you might have something to learn. You might. Okay, dating. So, I love movies. Oh, guys, while I teach phones and stuff away, I work hard to prepare, put your phones away. I mean, if you're taking notes, obviously. But don't be chatting to someone when I spent hours preparing this lesson. I need like 15 minutes of respect because that's about how long my lesson is. So we're gonna drag it out. Okay, I love movies. I love like rom-coms. So I came up with some of my very favorite dating movies. I'm gonna give you clues about them. And when you think you know what movie I'm talking about, shout it out, okay? I hope you know these, I'm so old. I actually went through and Tommy was like, nobody's gonna know that movie. But I still may try. And then some of those, he's like, they shouldn't know that movie. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I won't do that one. <laughs> okay, you ready for the first one? First clue. This is a 2022 movie, okay? First clue, concert. Second clue, strangers. Third clue, pop star. No, so we have concert, strangers, pop star. Huh? J-Lo. Yes! Do you know what it's called? It's two words, both words start with an M. You got it. Okay, okay, this next one is honestly one of my very favorite movies. It was a 2018 movie, okay? Here's the clues. No, but I like that movie. Okay, ready? First clue, Professor. What? No, that's a good guess. Second clue, Travel. It's also, yeah, okay, next clue, wealthy. Yes! Oh, and look at the Asian getting it. Whoa, two points for you. <laughs> I love that movie. Okay, Crazy Rich Asians. That's such a fun movie. Okay, this is a 2018 Netflix movie. Okay, we're shaking it up a little. 2018 movie that came out on Netflix. Okay. Junior year. No. No. Um, second word, Scotland. Okay, hat box. Really? Next one, letters. Yes, you got it. To all the boys I loved before. Come on, it's a cute movie. It's a cute movie. All right, 
I'm going to be really impressed. I expect, like, Daniel Bear will know this one. Trevor might know. Emma, you might know this one. No, 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 this next one. It's a 1978 movie. No, you might. It's a classic. That's way older than that. What? No, but I thought about doing that one. I didn't know if you guys would know that one. Okay, ready? Here's your clues. Summer Vacation. No, what? No, but I was going to do that one. I didn't think anybody would know it. That was my other one. Okay, um, Summer Vacation in the Catskills. Summer Vacation in the Catskills. All right, here's the big clue. Dancing. Yes! Oh, you said it too? Dirty dancing. All right. Like I said, that's the one. And if we run out of, if I, my lesson is super short, you can come up and sing from Dirty Dancing for us. Okay. Oh, we can have somebody. Yeah, you can lift somebody. Okay. Anyway, movies. I love movies. I love getting lost in movies. I love getting swept away by like the drama or the romance or the thriller or whatever's gonna happen. But then I have to come back to reality because if I get too wrapped up in them, I look at the life of the people in the movies and then I look at my life and I think, man, something is wrong because my life is nothing like their lives. And that's really true when it comes to dating too. We see dating in movies and you like look across the crowded room and your eyes meet, and you're like the super unpopular girl, and he's like the quarterback of the football team, but it doesn't matter because that moment, like you know you're meant to be together, and like you stay together forever, and yeah, that's movies, that's not reality. Now I know in this room, we are all over the board when it comes to dating, right? Some of us may be like, I've been dating since I was like 11. I've had like six boyfriends. I'm super popular. Some of you may be like, yeah, I've had like one or two serious. Did you just point to Callie? Oh. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> all right. Some of you may be like, all right, I've had a serious relationship and that's cool. Some of you may be like, oh, I would love to be dating some of you. Not some of you, I'd love to be dating someone. I mean, maybe some of you. Um, and others, you might be like, seriously, I have no time for that. Like, I have way more on my plate, right? No time for that. There are more things to do. So you're all over the board on that. And so I understand that I'm trying to make this lesson applicable to everyone, everyone. And I really would like you to learn something new. I know, church, dating, what can you learn new? But I am going to tell you, you're going to learn something new because I learned something new. And or was reminded of something new, kind of, and I think it's super cool, okay? So God created us for relationships, right? He created us for relationships with him, for relationships with other people, for relationships with our family, and for romantic relationships. But what's cool is he started that from day one, right? When he created Adam. Who can tell me how did God create Adam? Yeah. Super close. I'm going to catch you on the word sand. I'm going to. Yes. Dust. And there's a reason I'm picky about that. Because it's literally the word dust. It's the same word used in the Bible for ashes. You know when people would like lament and feel really bad and they put ashes on their head? It's the same thing. It's like nothing. 
If it said he created him from soil, things grow out of soil, right? Soil can bring forth life. But when God created man, he used dust, ashes, like, and then in an intimate action, he breathed out himself, and man inhaled God and became a person. When God created the animals, it's not the same word. He created the animals from soil. He created man from dust, from ashes. I think that's so cool. Okay, so he created man. Then what did he do with man? Where? He picked him up and, like, put him in the garden, right? This is like, have you ever got a new puppy? I know. Yeah, okay. So before you get your puppy, you get everything ready, right? You get the toys, you get the collar, you get the little bowl. And like you get excited. You have every, like, oh, what a nice little bed. What everything's set, right? But that's how God was when he created man. Before he created Adam, he made the garden. And he got it all ready for him. He's like, oh, he's going to love this fruit. Like, oh, he's going to love this tree. Oh, he's going to sit under this tree and like cool off. He had it all ready. Then he made Adam and set him in the garden. Okay, then he had some work for Adam to do. What you said, what did he have to do? Yeah, so before that, he was told he had to, like, tend the garden, right? Which I'm not sure what he had to do, because if there was no death, it's not like things were dying in the garden. And I have to believe there were no weeds at that point. I, Satan had to be the one to bring weeds, because I hate weeds. So I don't know if he, like, pruned the trees, sampled the trees. I'm not sure what he did, but he worked in the garden. And then he had him name all the animals. Like literally, God paraded every animal and every bird in front of Adam. And whatever Adam called it, that was its name. That's a lot of work. But even after all those creatures, all those creations were paraded in front, paraded in front of Adam, none of them were like suitable to hang out with Adam. So God's like, no, I need to make a helper for you. How did God create Eve? Yeah. So he put Adam under one of those trees, or so I imagine, and he went into a deep sleep, and he took one of Adam's ribs, and that he molded into Eve. So think about it. Part of Adam, part of man is into woman, so that when they are together, they're complete. That is like a beautiful picture of a relationship. They make a whole person when man and woman are together. I think that's super cool. Okay. So when I say the word dating, word association, what words spring to mind? Okay. Well, if you can't say that, don't say it. All right. That's a good one. What else? Oh, holding hands. Yes, that's a good one. What? Drive-in. Okay. What did you say? Attempt at love. Ooh, that's a really good one. Yeah. You know, spending time together. That's Ah, we're going to talk about that. Yes, butterflies. You are such the romantic. (laughs) Okay, do you know, does anyone know where the word dating came from? No, more recent. Did you say Aladdin? Oh, Latin. (laughs) No, no. It actually came in 1896. I don't know where. In 1896. No, it wasn't Latin. It was in a newspaper column. A man was writing a column about how he really liked this woman, but all of a sudden she started seeing other people, and they were, quote, filling all his dates, unquote. So that's how the word dating began, literally like with a calendar, like somebody else was filling his dates, 
and that's how the word dating began. For the purpose of today's lesson, when I use the word dating, I'm going to be talking about two people in a committed, exclusive relationship. I'm not talking about one-night stands, hooking up, summer flings, friends with benefits. Um, while these, the world and movies consider this dating, for the purpose of this lesson today, that is not what I am talking about. Okay, what is the purpose of dating? What's the purpose? Yeah, ultimately, marriage, right? There's a lot of byproducts. Dating can be really fun. Dating can be really hard. Callie, turn around. Dating can be serious. Dating can be silly. Daniel, listen. Um, so don't tune me, tune me out when you're just like, you don't have anything to learn. We're going to keep going. Okay, because there was a study done, and I think this is pretty interesting. Although the guy who wrote this material says there was a study done by a non-religious organization that concluded, but he doesn't quote, like, tell me who the study is. So we're going to just take him at face value that it's a legit study. Here's what he said. Dating is associated with both positive and negative developmental outcomes. Teenagers in some dating relationships report higher levels of self-esteem and self-confidence, are more likely to perceive themselves as popular, and do well in school. However, teenagers in other types of dating relationships frequently have lower academic levels, lower achievement and motivation, higher levels of depression, higher levels of drug and alcohol use. These associations depend on a large part of the characteristics of the relationship, including its timing and duration, the quality of the partner interactions, the cognitive and emotional status of the participants, and whether the relationship includes sexual activity. In any case, and here's basically the bottom line, adolescents experience um, Adolescence's experience in dating sets a stage for dating and relationships in adulthood. So basically what they're saying is who, how, why, and when you date now will affect who, how, why, and when you date later. The choices you make now will affect how you are in the future. They have implications. So knowing this, it's probably pretty important for you to figure out who should I date? In 1 Corinthians, Paul wrote, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I gave up my childish ways. If y'all are ready to date, it's time to man up. It's time to woman up. It's time to grow up and be the man or the woman God intended you to be. It's time to stop thinking of dating like you did when a child, like you did in Disney movies or Nicholas Sparks films, like you did when you saw the person across the crowded room. Because relationships are hard. They take a lot of work. When I've been married for 35 years. I'm so happy. I met my husband on a blind date when I was 15. No lie. I know. What? 100%. Our moms were good friends. And the, he went to Sally's. And she... I know, I know. And his poor mother didn't think he had a date for senior prom. He did, he was just a guy and didn't tell her. So she's like, I have this friend who has a daughter who you should meet, thinking you could take her to senior prom. But he, being a player, no, just kidding. He was like, yeah, I'll meet another girl. So he called me up one day and we started talking and I was working at Sweeney's Bakery, which is closed and you probably don't even know what it is. But he said, so I wanna meet you. I'm gonna come and see you at the bakery. So I was like a nervous wreck, right? Every guy that walked in 
um, I was like, is that the guy? Is that the guy? He waited until five minutes before the bakery closed on like an eight-hour shift, right? And he finally walked in, and he didn't even introduce himself right away. He ordered a chocolate eclair. He's like, um, could I have a chocolate eclair? And then he's like, oh, by the way, I'm Drew. I still remember what he was wearing. I remember everything, like what he looked like. And that was the start of a really rocky relationship, let me tell you. Like, I was in high school, and then I went to college, and I was like, mm, yeah, we're going to put this on pause. And, but he was the guy who was like, no, I really think God has us together. I'm just going to wait. Well, he was. <laughs> now, <laughs> it was one of those things that literally... Yeah, like literally every time I came home for like Christmas break or summer break, he'd like leave something in my mailbox. Like, I still feel like we're supposed to be together. Let me know if you want to go out. I know. I even brought a guy home from college one time to like introduce to my parents that I thought I really liked. Still a letter in my mailbox. I still think you and I are meant to be together. Let me know. Like, I know. I know. He fought for what he wanted. Regardless, because he was convinced that this was God's plan for us. It was a lot of work. Okay, so then I, like, my junior year of college, we got engaged, we got married. Um, and again, it's a lot of work because, like, the butterflies and the tingling and all that is great. Like, when you're first dating, it doesn't last forever. And if you're hoping a relationship, like, oh, this is going to last forever, when that goes away, if that's all you have, you don't have enough, right? Dating is hard. So choosing who you date matters. When we talk about dating from a biblical perspective, the word dating isn't in the Bible, right? Well, because we didn't learn the word dating really until 1896 or something like that. So we're going to have to take a broader scope when it comes to talking about dating in the Bible. Um, we're going to talk about character because the Bible has a lot to say about our character. So let's look at the stuff that the Bible has to say about our character. We can't ask the Bible like, so how do I find that right guy? Or what are like the 10 steps to finding the right person? It's not Cosmo. It's more, well, God's word. The first thing I would encourage you, when you're looking for just the right person, you've got to become the right person. If you're ever gonna find the right person for you, focus on being the right person yourself. Develop your own character. Develop your relationship with Jesus. Some practical ways to do this. One, address the pain in your past. We all have baggage, right? Some of us, it's really little. Some of us, it's really big. You don't want to go into a dating relationship. Do you have a question? What? Yeah. Um, in order to be the right person, in order to meet the right per find the right person, you have to be the right person. One way to do this is address the pain in your past. For some of us, that may be something really little. For some of us, it may be something really big. And for some of us, we may be like, I don't even know how to address that. Guys, there's people out there to help. There's counselors, there's therapists. Shoot, I swear there's a counselor out there that has a boat that's named Biasato on the back for all the money we have paid to this counselor. There's no shame in going to a counselor. There's no shame in going to a therapist and being like, you gotta help me get back on track. Like, I'm all askew. Like, just get me back where I need to be. That's okay. And they can help walk you through this and make you a better person, make you better, and then you'll be a better person for someone else to date. Another thing, um, maybe it's time to break some bad habits. Maybe you have some habits that you're like, yeah, I really need to cut that out of my life. Do that before you start a serious relationship. 
You don't want to have to be working on a relationship and working on cutting out some bad habits at the same time. Next, set some standards. And I'm not just talking about the sex stuff. Don't worry, we'll talk about that in a few weeks. Um, but today, <laughs> yeah, I like your enthusiasm. Um, today, I'm talking about standards like... Oh, you know the great thing? It's the same lesson as our next mission team meeting, so you all have to be here. <laughs> yeah, serious, and you better be front and center. Um, okay, but setting limits, setting standards. I'm talking about, do you want to date someone who's really honest? Be an honest person. Do you want to date someone who's really kind? Are you kind? Be a kind person. Do you want to date someone who's really funny? All right, all of you can't be funny. I understand that. Some of us are just gifted. But if you want to date someone who's really loyal, be a loyal person. Look at how the person talks to their friends, how they talk to their parents, how they talk to their siblings. That gives you a good indication of the kind of person they are. Then look at yourself. How do you talk to your friends? How do you talk to your parents? How do you talk to people you don't know? It's a really good indication of the kind of person you are and the kind of person you might want to be. Work on your relationship with God. Develop it now. So many people think, all right, so once I'm in a serious dating relationship, like we're going to go to church and I'm going to start getting my faith seriously. Okay, now I'm dating. Okay, well, wait. Once I get married, I'm going to like totally buckle down and have a great relationship with God. And then we get married. Okay, well, once I have kids, like they're going to have to go to church. That's when I'm going to get serious. Don't keep putting it off. Work on your relationship with God now. And it's going to make you a better person for the person you're going to be dating. Um, the awesome part about focusing on being the right person is it will help you identify the things you're looking for in someone else. Once you've spent some time being the right person and working on the issues on your own heart, all right, so now you're getting into a relationship. Be united with the person, like, what did it say? Be united on the things that matter most. When I say this, primarily I'm talking about two things, spiritual unity. It's pretty simple. Don't date someone who doesn't share the same convictions and passions for God that you have. I know they're super cute. I know he's really hot. But if you're not on the same page when it comes to God, it's not going to go anywhere like it could go. I mean, God has a plan. God set it up this way. He wants his best for you. And if he says Christians should marry Christians, and if dating is the purpose is to get married— Therefore, it makes sense Christians should date Christians. They should be on the same page. They should be working toward the same thing because God's like, just wait. Like, I have this great, great plan for you. Another really cool story. So I have four kids. My second daughter, Darby, um, yeah, she uh, was working at the well in Hokesson, right? And there was this guy that was at the well who was like 10 years older than her, and he had had his what is it called, testimony years, let's say, okay? He had dated, he had tried this, he had tried that, nothing had worked. And he finally became a Christian, super cool, right? And he was all in, and he told God, I am not going to date another person until you tell me the one I'm going to marry, and that's it. And this, uh, nine months later, nine months to a year, he was sitting in the well, and he was sitting there doing work on his tablet, and literally, God lifted his chin and said, that's who you can date because that's who you're going to marry. And that was my daughter. And he knew that 
because he laid it down for God. He said, I'm not wasting my time with people I think are fun or I think are right. I want you. And he was legit serious. He wasn't just saying that to get like a Christian girlfriend. He was saying that because he wanted God's best. And they started dating. And one year later, he proposed to her at the well. And now they have two kids. Is it still really hard? Yeah. Do they still have arguments? Yeah. Other times I get mad at her, get mad at him for the way they treat each other. Yeah. But they're godly people who work hard to work it out when things get tough. So when you're looking at dating someone, that should be an important factor. Okay, finally, the last thing. Oh, look, I took all the time. Thank you, God. Um, Make love a verb. Okay? Love should be an I know, the pause was awkward. Um, (laughs) I realized that on hindsight. I'm like, oh, dang, I ate (laughs) Yeah. Again, this will come up later. Uh, I know that was so awkward. Sorry. Um, <laughs> don't make that kind of love an action. What I'm talking about is show. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm trying to dig myself out of this hole, but it's just not going to happen. Okay. When Christ said, love others how I love you, how I love them, he didn't love us with a feeling. He loved us with an action, right? He gave of himself. He served other people. My husband, since the day we dated, has always opened the door for me. Always. I have never opened a car door if I'm with him. Ever. It's not acceptable to him. He sees that as something he does. When he would come to take me out, he came to the door. I know, it's old school. But he came to the door. He didn't text and say, you were here, come out. When my daughters were dating, if they got a text, he'd stand at the door and be like, when the guy comes to the door, you can go out with the guy. He said high standards. Set high standards for yourself. Be that man that's like, I'm going to treat you with respect. I'm going to honor and serve you. Because that makes the women want to honor and serve you. Do you understand? If you're serving someone else, they're going to want to serve you. So treat them with respect. Treat them with, yeah, let me get the door for you. Let me hold the door for you. When we go up an escalator, he stands behind me. When we go down the stairs, he stands in front of me. That way if I fall, he's there to catch me. It's second nature. He doesn't even think about it because he loves and respects me and wants to serve me. And then in return, I'm sure I do great things for him. I've been trying to think of an example. I'm sure they're like just so second nature, I can't think of them. But it's true, when we serve others, they want to serve us. That's how God created it to be, right? That's how he wants it. He wants our relationships to be serving each other, just like Christ served us and served the church. Christ gave himself up for us. Be, have that kind of mindset when you're going into a relationship. Okay, let's pray. Lord God, thank you that you created relationships. Thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for all of us. And no matter where we are in our dating relationships, God, I pray that we put you first that we work on whatever's going on in our lives so that we can be the men and the women that you want us to be, that we can go in the direction you want us to go. Lord God, I thank you for everyone here. I thank you just so much for them, and I pray the very best for each and every one of them. I pray blessings over, under, around, and through in the name and power of Jesus Christ. Amen.